senses tingling. He is the host that will lead you to H and back as you both simultaneously hop out of Titans and secure a base to win the greatest comeback in Titanfall history. He's slim. This is the Paper Keg Podcast, episode 194. The highest of praise. My gosh. I don't even know what else to say. Titanfall tonight, after we record, breaking news. Papercake.com. We talk about comic books that we read, three friends forever. We're going back to the Dale Kives, Hellboy, The Chain Coffin, and others. Welcome to the show. We'll close out the show with your letters. Letters at papercake.com. Everyone sending in their novels this week. We'll get into it at the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in. You know, let's introduce the panel of hosts. This is your first time listening. You're using that brand spanking new Pocket Cast app for Android. You're living the high life. Material design. You ever heard of it, Dale? You ever heard of it? Oh, I've heard of it. I, I live it day in, day out. Dale underscore A. He's our Android aficionado on the show. He's a father, VP of technology at Paper Keg. Welcome back. It's great to be back. You know, it's this is the time we can really just kind of get together, and just love on each other. You know, we we sweep our problems under the door. We, uh, you know, we have our little cow puppet. We have our annoying neighbor Monroe. But every once a week, we get to not stop worrying about all that. Our two daughters that are always up to hijinks. Mm-hmm. I'm, of course, speaking about the, uh, the sitcom Too Close for Comfort right now. This is not my actual life. But <laughs> once a week, we can just forget about all that and come together as one. Are the Too Close for Comfort demo obviously interlaps with comic podcast listeners. So major props to Dale. Uh, final, final living host. He's been called the greatest Titanfall player in Horsham, PA. Everybody knows that now. Mm-hmm. Earned it. Yep. Hashtag pickle nift. Uh, if you want to partner up with Jonesy in Titanfall, Jonesy loves beer on uh, Xbox. Welcome to the show, Phenom Writer Jonesy. Thank you. Uh, probably already uh, ten chapters deep in my own mind of my Titanfall fa- uh, Titanfall fanfic uh, called Titanfall. Titan That's the series. Uh, about you know an extra large chassis Titan, you know I just gotta get I gotta get the characters together and it'll be hitting Amazon publisher on fanfic uh, soon. Yeah. Thank you for having me and uh, I look forward to uh, using a pull quote from KDP from Kindle Direct Publishing. Look out for Titan Tall coming spring <laughs> 2015. We have Titan Tall colon my ascent into Twitch stardom. <laughs> <laughs> Huge show. You know, to be honest, really the biggest part of the evening is going to happen after tonight. A love affair rekindled the three of us playing Xbox together late at night. Unbelievable. Just the three of us holding virtual hands. Dale, your thoughts on Titanfall tonight, please. Well, it's, it's pretty much the way I see it is at this point, you know what I mean? The three of us... We love our time together, and, and us playing Xbox like this is basically, I mean, it's a proof of concept for the future. You know what I mean? What could be, what could we do wisely with our time in the future? The end of the show? You're talking about the end of Paper Cake. Is that what you're saying right now? <laughs> Guys, no. No, Slim, please. I'm just saying, you, me, Jonesy, and whoever else wants in on, on Xbox, uh, maybe we start a clan name called Paper Cake, so it's not totally lost. Mm-hmm. Can you do clans in Titanfall? Is that a thing? Can we get the yeah, intern on that? 
I'm going to, you know, I'm I'm going to contact Bungie personally. I'm probably going to tweet them, and we're going to see what we can Bungie do about that. Bungie doesn't even back. make Titanfall. Don't they make? Oh, they yeah, do Destiny. Destiny. You're, right. <laughs> You're looking for a respawn. VP, respawn VP of technology, yeah, Dale underscore uh, Really, if you want to get together, you know, maybe you don't have an Xbox. That's fine. But you have a train nearby. You have a car. March 28th. Coco's in Philadelphia, Paper Keg Meetup 4, mm. hashtag cold concrete. Could be the greatest night of our lives. It's official. Yeah, I'm, I mean, we're, we're doing it so early because it's, it's much needed at this point. Right. A couple of people are questioning March, March 28th and not July. Maybe we're going to have one in the summer. Who knows? Yeah, maybe we'll have two. Yeah, maybe we'll have two. Maybe I that's, mean, is it possible? Can we do a three-peat? Uh, you know, I mean, one thing we're gonna have Baltimore. Oh gosh, you know? Baltimore could be a meetup in and of itself. Oh, yeah. Meetup Omega. <laughs> you know, obviously, we all want to have a, a pool party at Dale's house for one of the meetups. <laughs> <laughs> the summer of PK twenty fifteen beach party slash pool party. Dale's house. He's gonna BBQ for all of us. You heard it here first. Clam bake. Oh man, that's it. Hashtag. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Hashtag, I don't even know. Hashtag, petering out. I just can't. I got it. Hashtag, overwhelmed. We need to get into the comics. That's what people are here for. They're not here to hear us make jokes. No. It's not a funny show. This is a serious show. Jonesy loves beer. The most serious, the most serious person I the know. The most serious of us all. What did you read this week? Please indulge us. Cullen Bunn. You heard this guy? Oh, yeah. Cullen? Mm-hmm. You Love know, him. he's got uh, he, he's got some intellectual properties like, I don't know, a little, a little book called The Six Gun. He put out another book called Hellbreak. You guys heard of this one? I heard it's a, a sweet Hellbreak. dollar and how could you pass it up? That's what I heard. It's uh, only press just like Six Gun. So I, I assume he's got some some direct control over the direction this book's going. You know, he's, he's a big star over there for them. Uh, Hellbreak uh, centers on a team of like elite combatants that have developed uh, in their terms forbidden technology that will actually allow you to break into hell itself <clears throat> to go captured uh, to go release captured souls rather so you know the story it's very fast paced you know cold cut to we're already in hell you know there's a, a boy who's been possessed by a demon and this team has transported themselves through some sort of Catholic wormhole <laughs> into a specific hell where the soul is. So the team goes in. You know, their guns work. They're shooting monsters. Yes. Uh, they find the kid they're looking for. You know, they kind of throw him over their shoulder. He's like, who are you guys? And they, uh, they eventually meet up with another squad, and they're able to break uh, the soul out of hell. So basically the whole... The whole book is like Formula One of what you're going to see out of this book. It's it's it's, it's absolutely something that I haven't seen before. I don't want to I don't want to say that it's to the level of the Six Gun because I think I was so impressed with that just by the original hook. Like just the entire Six Gun impresses me so much as a body of work. You know, it's too early to compare. Hellbreak to that caliber, I get it, caliber <laughs> of a uh, comic. But uh, I would definitely recommend picking it up. Cullen Bunn is a talent. He's got a knack for storytelling. The characters are fun. You know, there's a little peek inside Jenner, who's like the, the squad leader's head of kind of what he's there for. And the Catholic thing is just enough to interest me and to keep me going. So I would stay tuned. Get Hellbreak number two. Hellbreak one is a fun ride. Um, you'll enjoy it. Odie Press, pick it up. I picked it up. I didn't check it out yet, but I mean, it's not a reissue. It's not a reprint of any kind. It's and it's a dollar. Wow! I mean, at the price, you can't. That's go a wrong. heck of a marketing hook. I mean, it's it's get you. Remember those ten cent books that DC and Marvel used to do, or like the five cent? Oh yeah, the Superman ten cent, cent adventure mm-hmm. and all that. Right. Could even do that in the age of digital, really anymore? Apple doesn't even do those prices. You have to be. It couldn't be less than what ninety nine cents, sixty nine yeah. cents, maybe. That's it. It's the world we live in now. It's a whole. It's a whole new world. Deal with it, Dale. Or you could get, uh, you know, 
Marvel's special pricing of four ninety nine per book. Was Howard the Duck four ninety nine? You know, I didn't even take notice of that. Maybe did you buy? I, did you buy and or read that yet, Dale? I, I neither. Oh, I did neither. Gosh, there are two moments in that book involving Spider Man that are oh, LOL. Man. Really? Well, so now I need now to get I need it? to get it. LOL. Let me be honest, Howard. I passed. Come on, uh, Chip Zdarsky wrote it. All right, you convince me. And I, I'm going to be completely honest, and I don't, I don't mean any offense. To you Chip, hate Chip Zdarsky. No, the no, hype no. train on sex criminals. Yes. Cr- sex criminals has ruined criminals. you. I love sex criminals. Dale loves that book too, even though he probably has never read it. Well, Dale, off off air, Dale explained to me that the the book I think was overhyped, so he can never read it. It's too late. Oh, That's, that ship has sex sailed. Crims. Sex crims. Oh. I'd read it. I'd read it for paper keg naturally. And uh, this week, at, uh, today at the comic book shop, I had two weeks worth of books to buy, so I had to leave. Spoilers: Howard the Duck on the shelf and ultra spoilers: the Shock Rockets hardcover. I had to leave in my bin uh, that the comic book shop hunted down for me. Geez. And you left it there. I had to for now. Basically, for... you took a big old D all over their uh, their work, hard work they did for you. Show sponsor. I apologize on Dale's behalf. Please right? accept. Yeah. If you know, if we can do a writing campaign, maybe someone could send you, you know, a dollar pressed between the pages of a letter yeah. and an envelope. Sure. Dale the Big then, D you know. didn't buy two weeks worth of comics from him today. Dale the Big D head uh, <laughs> smeared his spread cheeks on their front door and spelled out "Not welcome here" with my dirt. <laughs> Just as long as you know. Uh, I've never heard "with my dirt" used in that way before. We need to move on. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to shock you right now. I went to the tried and true archives. Mm, the yeah. archives? A little character I like to call Logan Wolverine. Yes. yes. His official name. It. Little known fact, I uh, keep a treasure chest of downloaded Wolverine books on my tablet just when, you know, nothing is really suiting my needs. I need to go back and read some Claremont Buscema Wolverine. The original run, the 1988, you know, where he wore like the pantyhose as a mask and he was hanging out in Madripoor as Patch for the early run of that book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I downloaded a book that I actually do not own in print, but I'd always wanted to buy as a kid. It was Wolverine 10, which is the um, cover of Sabretooth fighting Wolverine in the snow. And that told the story mm, of... Blix. Ah, <laughs> uh, Blix. <laughs> told the story of Sabretooth and Wolverine's kind of... Not first meeting, but the their origin meeting. Or like a, the big moment of their meeting that was told for the first time. And it involved Silver Fox. You know, lovingly Dale's nickname, but is actually Wolverine's love from the past. Yeah. His, it was hers first. I mean. Yeah. Young, gorgeous Indian woman, gal, if you will. And so present day, Wolverine is undercover as Patch. Undercover meaning he wears an eye patch and some slacks. <laughs> that is his undercover outfit and a bomber jacket. So he's hanging out in Madripoor as kind of like just a all-around BA, detective, secret agent, everything. And he's hanging out with Jessica Drew and her partner, who are kind of big characters in this series. They're like his his crew, his um, sidebar characters in Madripoor. And it's his birthday, and he's having flashbacks to his birthday when Sabretooth killed Silver Fox when he was younger. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah, really. And not only does Buscema do art, but it's with Sienkiewicz. So it reminded me a lot of... Um, who's that anchor that I like? Klaus Janssen on inks, like very, mm-hmm. you know, Klaus Janssen's on it. So it's Busema kind of like breakdowns, but then Sinkevich does finishes and it's absolutely gorgeous. And it just tells the story of like how Wolverine comes into this bar carrying Silver Fox's corpse and he knows that Sabretooth killed her. And once he brings her into the bar looking for help, Sabretooth kind of mouths off and, you know, the famous line where, 
that Uppity's squaw deserved it. She said no. And so they fight, and Wolverine thinks he can take Sabretooth, but he doesn't. He, like, gets his butt whooped for 20 pages as a young younger guy. And this shows kind of what started their hatred for each other, or what Wolverine's hatred for Sabretooth was. Over the years, that got super convoluted, though. That mm. memory possibly was an implant from the Weapon X project. Maybe it wasn't real. Romulus. I don't even know who that character is. It doesn't. That character doesn't exist in in my my worldview. But on its own, or Romulus. (laughs) (laughs) On its own, this was like one of my coveted comic books growing up because every time I found it, it was always too expensive for me as a kid. It was like twenty or thirty bucks in a bin or on a wall. But as digital, I was able to kind of actually sit down and read it for the first time, and it was actually really good. Man, a lot of good memories. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. I got to read that. I've never read it. Got to get on it. Klaus Jansen, uh, guest at Baltimore Comic Con this year. <sighs> tell you that. What? Gonna be a guest in our hotel room. Tell you that much. That's right. Vodka yeah. ciders. How do you everybody think? remember to get that Friday off? Because I have it secured. Oh, I have it secured. I think Jersey, I, do. I could. I, pee, I could uh, pee right off and say. I could probably give him a week's notice and I would have it secured, but yeah. seven months for me, but whatever, you know, yeah, it's you like, can, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Dale underscore a, my silver Fox. What did you read this week? There are two books that I really want to give the spotlight in the main round of our weekly books, because one, I did not get to talk about when it came out and two, a book that came out this week, I will talk about, I think, Ninjack number one. Wow. By Valiant Comics, who is just kilting it right now. They are producing a line of comics that are of such a quality that it's just, it's it's like they're curating everything about the books. and And I know... I don't want to be cynical. I don't want to sound cynical, but you know, bigger publishers, DC and Marvel, you know, there's some titles that kind of get through the QA department and make it out there, and and it's just kind of meh for your taste. You know what I mean? But but Valiant seems to be producing a book with with writers, and they're art, they're they're building to something that's of of a of a high quality in each title. And uh, Ninjak is is much like that. Ninjak number one is a is a British person, British man, who is a ninja, and he basically seems to be a ninja for hire, mostly for the good guys. It it, it seems MI six in this case is contracting out his his abilities, and. It's funny because when he's meeting with a bre- his representative from MI6, his liaison, Love the, that his uh, MI6 um, pulls out basically his files, and and he's basically his name is Ninjack, but according to MI6, he's basically like Ninja K because there's ninjas A through J doing other work for oh, MI6 nice. as well. So it's it's really cool how you know it just so happens to be. That's why he's called Ninjack, is Ninja K to MI6. And he is hired to kind of bust this woman out of a, a temporary prison. She's so powerful that sh- that they built the prison around her, almost like the, uh, the robot in Pluto. Oh. Mm. And she is like a super weapon, almost like a Lazarus from Rucka's Lazarus. And her, her hair could be used as a weapon. It's so high tensile, like Superman's hair from Superman 4. If you like braid it together, it could be used to garrote people, and it's it's like steel cable, and she holds up like a ten ton ball, ball wrecking ball yeah. or something. And he's hired to bust her out, so that's what he does. And she's dangerous, and she's a bad person, and he doesn't ask questions; he just does it. So his next step is to kind of infiltrate this this group called the Weaponeers, and. They basically construct the weapon of your dreams for enough money. They can do anything. And what he just did in his previous mission was release a member of the Weaponeers. And it was it was the next step towards Ninjak 
coming to them as, you know, British guy. He's not the ninja when he goes to the Weaponeers, and he basically tells them that he arranged for her release through political means because he wants to be in for them to construct some sort of stealthy weapon. And that's where it leaves off, but it's such a high-quality book that I, I was I was impressed with the you know it goes against the convention of the name ninjack i mean it's it evokes all these the valiant titles evoke all these thoughts of 90s you know what i mean like bloodshot and exo man mm-hmm. of war and ninjack it's almost seems goofier than it is not and i don't want to say goofier but it seems of a different time than what these are and it's 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 more than making up for it in story and what they're doing by keeping this whole universe intact with one another is is just it impresses me. And then Jack Number One is no different. Great book. Yeah, yeah. Really? I, I oh, didn't sorry, pick it up, but you know, I have loved you know Archer and Armstrong and the other Valiant titles that came out that like that first wave Man of War uh, specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I might have to go back and pick that up. Was that that was out this week? Ninjack number one. Yeah, it just came out. Oh, I must have missed it. Where does the the big question that probably is on everyone's mind? Where does Valiant place in the Dale underscore A top five publishers right now? I'm gonna guess. <laughs> I'm gonna guess Dale's top five. I'm thinking of five publishers right now: uh, Marvel, Dark Horse, Valiant. Arkea and IDW. Save it. We'll talk about it at the end of the show. Marinate on it, Dale. Yeah. If by then could. we'll forget, which is fine with me. <laughs> I mean, by then we'll be playing Titanfall. Yeah. And by then you. we're talking about the shortest fireside chat in paperback <laughs> history. Lightning round. Two sentences or less. We laugh. Another book you've read. Gen Z loves beer, please. Mouse Guard, Legends of the Guard, Volume 3, Issue Number 1. It's back. Your title of your heart featuring the world-famous guard mice. This issue is no slouch and both fantastic story and art. Star Wars, Number Three. I could look at John Cassidy drawing Darth Vader doing anything forever. Silk, number one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Quite possibly my favorite of the what seems to be recent influx of new spider titles. What? They took a character that could have been left by the wayside and are building towards something really fun and readable. Lightning, did you finish Spider-Verse? No. <laughs> Lightning Dale hopes you forget that question also by the time we go to Fireside. <laughs> Hellboy Volume 3 The Chained Coffin and Others. Mike Mignola and Dark Horse Comics present. Very interesting trade because it's not like a continuation of the first two trades which I was completely unaware of. And it's actually kind of almost like back matter as a trade collection. Jonesy, please. What is, yeah. what is happening? One last, on we left Hellboy, our intrepid demon hero. Uh, Anong on Rama, I believe, was his given name he, that he discovered at the end of the last volume. You know, Liz Sherman was in a bad way. She had dumped her firepower into a homunculus and kind of become a mental patient. 
Uh, Abe Sapien was kind of off being best friends with another new agent in the BPRD. And Hellboy, having just discovered a big chunk of who he is and was, you know, kind of returns to his uh, place of origin, this British Isle where Rasputin uh, raised him into this plane. So we find the BPRD splintered at best at the beginning of Volume 3. So instead of a big overarching story, we have a fun collection of Hellboy getting to punch bad things in the face type scenarios. It is, it's a deep exploration of uh, Mignola's beautiful monster a year universe. You know, it's thick as thieves with all that great mysticism that we loved in Baltimore, you know, that you would find at Witchfinder. You know, just that early, syrupy, dark horse goo. It's it's just great. And uh, there there is a collection of books. Um, there's one where uh, Hellboy kind of finds that homunculus and goes about writing the wrong and getting Liz back, you know, mentally and physically from the brink. Uh, there's one that explores the origin of, um, I believe her name is the Baba Yaga, who is Rasputin's uh, muse, you know, the witch that kind of um, gave him his powers and his purpose, uh, if you will. And that's, I mean, that's basically, that's the biggest thing that happens is that basically the resurrection of Liz Sherman. And the other are just, you know, Hellboy discovering leprechauns in Ireland and just Mike Mignola taking these fun little chances on um, different parts of mythology that he wanted to include in Hellboy and what other way to do it in classic Dark Horse fashion than to do one shots. And basically that's why we're here reading Dark Horse, right? Is to get those wonderful one or two off stories that bring about this whole world together, just knit it up. Like you were getting something, you know, from at Naminity's small business. It's just knitting the world together. Uh, Hellboy Volume 3, The Chain Coffin and Other Stories, a pleasant surprise of great single storytelling. Yeah, man. Mignola just, he's keeping it, he keeps it alive and well with these, these one-shot stories and he's and he has the ability to do it because there's no expectations he's doing it because he that's what he wanted to do at the time and i don't know and i I jonesy tweeted a picture but if there's any reason to own any hardcover book it's the hellboy library editions those are astounding by the way i only own the first two but they're probably the like (laughs) besides the fear agent hardcovers Probably my two other favorite parts of a collection. I mean, just Mignola's art and Dave Stewart's colors, oversized. It is just, I don't know, it's it's so charming and beautiful. And this whole volume is just 10-page stories. There's a couple 20 or 25-page stories. But it's just a collection of Mignola occulty butter it's like it's like irish soda bread that i ate a whole loaf of today at work you know what i mean i don't think they even call that eating at that point i think it's just called consumption did you go to the drive-thru bakery for that bread i did buy it the drive-thru bakery but not today i bought it when it snowed last week lightning let's hopefully forget about this question come the fireside chat but i the, I, what I really thought about in these stories is because there were so many broken up different stories is there's so much plot and story that moves forward with so little interaction with Hellboy himself. It it's just seems really special. And maybe it's because maybe every story is like that. I just never thought about it up until now. But Hellboy, I mean, it, the the stories are about Hellboy, but he's a man. He's like a man of little words. He barely says anything, but his presence 
if you're if you get him more than twice on a page in a panel it's it's almost like that's two two appearances of hellboy on panel or on a page is kind of like the the normal or the standard but it's it just seems amazing to me how the story just tells itself without much hellboy interaction and that's any story that you especially these 10 pagers maybe maybe because they were so so short they didn't need to be complete conversations that hellboy is having with the leprechauns or whatever i i think that uh, you're absolutely right the most screen time he gets i think is the last issue which is the wolves of saint august and that that's essentially a and what i love about Mignola is he constantly goes back to hellboy during his time like right after the nazi occupation mm-hmm. when like hellboy yes. was i guess was his most active and in this story hellboy like has this priest friend who kind of taught hellboy the ropes about exorcism and uh like the more Baltimore realms, which is like, you know, vampires and werewolves and that kind of ancient occult that's like in the very stones. So, you know, Hellboy goes to this, uh, I can't remember if it's Scottish or, or Irish, like, castle to go track down his priest friend. And, you know, the priest has been turned by this ancient werewolf, you know, the wolves of St. August. And he's there with a character I actually honestly forgot that existed, which is the Professor Katie Cargan, I think is her name. I loved her. Who is like... I forgot too. Like Hellboy straight man, like even better than Averill is because she's just like a human is like, I'm intelligent, you're a big dumb red rock, so please don't tell me anything about anything. And their, inter- their interaction set with that backstory, it really... This issue in particular made me hungry to go back and like re- I want to reread every Baltimore now. You know, I want to get these. You know, I just wish Dark Horse was a little better digital. I would actually go get digital collections. But you know, f it. You know, if I'm just going to state it right here. F it. I'm not going to read Hellboy unless it's in a beautiful library edition. I'm going to make myself a self-made millionaire and just go buy those things for sixty dollars a pop or for whatever they cost, and just lay like Demi Moore. You know, yeah. with those those hardcovers all over me. What did I do for it? You guys don't want to know. One night is what it all cost me. And I'll be who was it? Robert was it? Robert, Robert Redford. Redford yeah. Robert. I'll be I'll be laying there. I'll be Woody Robert Harrelson style. Yeah, in that scenario. <laughs> Playing that on the iPod dock. That's all. <laughs> I mean, he, it's just the cool, like in the beginning of the uh, hardcover. Scott Alley, the editor of Hellboy, a longtime editor, he says. Uh, he brings up that the corpse is Mignola's favorite of the short stories, which is about le- demon leprechauns in Ireland. It, it's just there's so the book can go anywhere, and I, I'm just I'm I'm completely overwhelmingly impressed with like Mignola's knowledge of the occult and where he can mix folklore with his own stuff but like even the way he he makes the preachers speak and the the religious tones of you know their speech and their it's it's just he's he's a very knowledgeable man at least when it comes to this stuff to make it sound completely poignant and legit oh man Desiree mm. Slim mm-hmm. Slim tell us I mean, what are We're your talking. thoughts Slim Definitely uh, feels like Mike Mignola. In my head, he just has a library of like uh, those books, the folk, right? Irish it, it, folklore, yeah, demonology, and he just you know sits up from his writing chair and pulls a dusty book and <laughs> licks his finger and turns the pages and and you know looks up and a light bulb uh-huh. goes off. Unfortunately, oh no, my soul. <laughs> I wasn't. I just wasn't feeling the formatting Ugh. of this trade. I, I, I don't know. I, the reading the short stories, you know, one of which was like it felt like four pages, five pages. The the um, uh, chain the, the chain coffin was short. Yeah, the chain. No, the chain coffin. I really liked that one. I really liked. Um, did I read one with the metal shoes? 
Yeah, the no. Iron Shoes. That's the one we just gave such high praise just a moment ago. Yeah, that's the cor- That's the sequel to the Corpse. That that one's the Iron Shoes is like two or three pages long. Yeah, I, I it felt like, um, I don't know. Just have for me as a, as reading through the trade, like I'd rather like what can you do for me in three pages? And in that instance, it didn't really do anything for me. Um, the Wolves of Saint August was cool. Um, the 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 corpse was probably my favorite one because it was just really cool telling. I mean, all of this stuff is gorgeous. Mike Mignola, I could have, I would have paged through this if there was no words. And I couldn't remember if I felt this way about his other stuff. Um, what I didn't realize, because I was reading through some of the history of these trades and like Mike Mignola talking about the work and John Byrne, maybe I knew this before, but John Byrne scripted Seeds of Destruction. Yeah, I think we knew. I think we talked about that when we read it, but you just don't think about. Yeah, it's that was like lost in my brain yeah. somewhere. But with that said, I feel like Mignola maybe wasn't as strong of a writer in these short stories as maybe with Byrne scripting for him. But okay. maybe it, in in my view, maybe he was like finding his voice in some of the stuff. But and I I can't remember if part of the Hellboy series that we read was kind of just that vibe anyway, where Hellboy was just kind of, you know, one liner, maybe every other page. And that was all he said. And some of the, the speeches from the demons maybe just didn't ring as strong for me. And it just felt like maybe Mignola was, was still working on his tone for the series because a lot of this stuff was like collected after seeds of destruction, you know, two pages here I think one of the one of the stories the the corpse, um, the what is that the one with the the leprechauns? Yeah, where yeah. The, where he has to like bury that one corpse. That one was told I think in two pages over like six months in a magazine. Oh really? Yeah, maybe it was in know. like a Dark Horse Presents or something. Yeah, and I think I th- if I rem- if I read some of the wiki stuff correctly, it it had said that. They wanted Mignol to produce another Hellboy work after Seeds of Destruction to show that he was serious about the character. And one of them was every he only had two pages to work with. So he used that as like, okay, something has to happen after every wow. two pages. And I think that was the corpse. I might be incorrect on that. But it was just, a, it, for me, it was a weird way to collect those works into one bound edition. Like I was hoping to get another story and collecting those kind of backups is weird because fear agent did it but it it collected the stories were kind of the same length and they were the same vibe overall but these were like a three pager here an eight pager here a 32 pager here it was just kind of weird for me reading uh, that's okay reading that's, i'm glad you said that because yeah. this take a deep breath because after this and about another 60 episodes Swinging. yeah we can do the right hand of doom which i think is largely considered to be many the fan favorite of the Hellboy volumes, Hellboy volume, right. volume four. And I, I still like Hellboy. I still love that Mignola just has free reign to do these kooky, dark, you know, dark realm stories of whatever he wants. And I know that this and BPRD is just held in such high regard that this kind of collection wouldn't stop me from moving on. This is just kind of like mm-hmm. a speed bump where okay. I was like, okay. you know, this is volume three. It's probably going to be my least favorite trade. And so I'm going to keep moving on. But... Uh, it, it's weird that this stays as volume three in like the kind of list of things to read for Hellboy. Like I, it's weird that this kind of isn't, you know, not volume three, but just like, you know, uh, the collected backups of Hellboy and you can just read yeah. this whenever you want, yeah, and but it's not necessary in order. The library editions don't have the same order. So like we, it can get confusing if you're trying to piece it all together. These early tales of Hellboy. I will tell you though, I did have a, a fever dream that I tweeted about. Imagine a HBO produced Hellboy series where each episode, imagine like eight episodes a season where each one was like an issue out of a, a library edition or an other world's tale. Maybe a whole scene is season is just the BPRD in Nazi occupied Germany. I mean, imagine if we got that. Oh God. As a season, BP, yeah, BPRD. I feel like would lend itself to episodic television more because we really got to read that. We we haven't read any yeah. of that, right? We, no, we might have done one for the old comics podcast. 
Mm. But that's a t- that's another series that you know in the comic circles people consider BPRD like the best book out there. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. doesn't get a lot a lot of play because I don't know Dark Horse still kind of treads in that realm where not it's not mainstream yet. Maybe I don't know, I don't know I, how to describe it. Hellboy movies, you would think the BPRD would be ripe for options. I mean, there's there's like a hundred issues of BPRD, if not more. So. Yeah, they did some weird thing when they they either got to like a hundred or hundred and sixty, and then they started doing like official long term numbering for the first time. They stopped doing the miniseries numbering. Oh, which I, I love. Okay. I love miniseries numbering. I wish dark. I wish Dark Horse would never get rid of that. Hmm. But it's it's definitely has a market then because it's just been around for so long, right? And they have top-notch creative teams like um, yeah. The Gabriel Ba was did a BPRD. I think both of them did. Like the team that did um, what's that book called? Day Tripper. That, Day Tripper. Yeah, the team that did mm. Day, Day Tripper Fabio did a miniseries. Gabriel Ba. Yeah, like it's it's, it's a, a sustainable model if they're getting like top-notch creators to do it. Which is awesome because I love that these books exist and that I can kind of just get in the mood to read all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I th- I think it's easy. I could see where you're coming from. That it it it's a weird stopping point on the road to you know higher volume numbers. As far as mm-hmm. volume three is just collected short stories. I'm I'm just th- like for me, I'm just thankful that they're collected at all. And I, I understand what you're saying, but I I think it's really cool that where, whenever they did it, and maybe they tr- attempted to do it kind of chronologically, it was when they were printed up, because most, most of these are between Wake the Devil and Right Hand, or Seeds of Destruction, I think. That's what mm-hmm. the um, foreword says by Scott Alley. But it's just great that there's a pl- that it was collected to begin with. And, and you can do that because it's kind of like... Mignola versus is tight knit still in a way where yeah. it, it's it's it would be hard to like collect a couple page stories of you know the X Men or something if they exist you know mm-hmm. other than like in Strange Tales or something right yeah I don't know how they would have done it maybe like uh, they did a different volume three or maybe some of these were at the end of volume two collected yeah. work like they yeah. include you know the chain corpse and or the chain coffin of the corpse at the end of two etc. But, but that that um, that picture I tweeted out was just the big splash page for the cover of Hellboy in the Chained Coffin. Man, good. He's amazing. Lord. I could. I don't think if I had the opportunity to commission from Mike Mignola, I don't think I could not get a Hellboy. Can you imagine? And he's probably absolute. Like I, I would try to be the guy to challenge the artist by giving him something he hasn't done all the time. Splash. But I don't think I could not get a Hellboy from Mignola if Do I you would have to do would... Lord Henry Baltimore crossing swords with Hellboy <laughs> in both metaphorically and you oh know, physically. Word. As as a gift, I if if money was no object, I would ask Mignola to do a splash page in the vein of Hellboy, like coming from a like a broken down castle with fire behind him. But it would be Dale underscore A coming Uh. from the broken down house, and like your kids would be like the gremlins from behind, like clawing at you, and you would be like he would be carrying one upside down by his foot. (laughs) You would have like a uh, like your your Tom your Tom Bin backpack on your back, (laughs) right? What is that? What a a Stein full of ragams. Like uh, on on some gear on a wall or like a belt of yours, yeah, yeah. Everything I could put, take in one trip, whiskey in a plastic cup. <laughs> oh man, how about I mean, I, I uh, too bad there's no, uh, not too bad, but I wish there was more meat for us to kind of pick apart. You know, some mm-hmm. maybe some big mythology here that we could comment on. But I am happy for the fact that this volume exists and that now that in about maybe two episodes we can do right-handed doom. Let's just do, let's just do yeah. Let's, yeah, one or two episodes. Let's peel it back to Astonishing X-Men and let's mm-hmm. just do the next four episodes all Hellboy. Wow. Did I just put it out there? I mean, we don't have to. My God. But that, yeah, would yeah. Be, that would be insane. I'm all for doing volume four soon. Okay, good. You know, two oh one. Whether it's next episode, I don't remember what's what's on tap for next episode. I gotta look at the uh, go to the doc. Look at the doc. Gotta look that up to announce it so we can. Announce oh my it. gosh! I Which a... will be today is tonight is Wednesday the eleventh, but we're not doing the next episode until Sunday. Two Sundays oh, from now. Next episode, ready for this? Spider Man Blue. 
Oh boy. Is it we got to split up uh, 98 to 200. They're getting a little too one publisher-ish. Maybe we could slot in Hellboy Volume Ooh. 4 in there. We'll talk Ooh. about that offline. That's an offline conversation. Yeah. It's a pickle Niff Twitch you know, TV conversation God, where you can only hear which, my side of Maybe it. while we're in the game lobby waiting for matches to start, whatever. Yeah, we can iron out those details in about 10 minutes. Hellboy, The Chained Coffin, and others we got your letters i'm gonna open them up farrington's gonna read them to you letters at paperkeg.com if you want to hear your name on the era shoot us a letter all right, uh, our first letter comes to us from new listener at Joe Kerr's Asylum, <laughs> J-O-E-K-E-R-S-A-S-Y-L-U-M. His name is Joe, Joe Kerr's. Uh, he says, Dear Paper Keg Gents, uh, I felt compelled to send him my second letter today. I just finished marathoning the first 100 episodes of the show. Good God. <laughs> That's right. I have ignored all other podcasts that I listened to over the last two weeks to make it to the milestone mark of episode 100. I recently became a father. Congratulations, Joe. My son, Wes, is five months old. And listening to all of you going through then, what I'm going through now, has been really great. I'm glad I we probably gave you zero thoughtful <laughs> advice. Uh, but the since, humor. Since I just caught up, I thought I would send some lightning round reviews. Here we go. Fear Agent secured a spot on my top five of all time list. Mm. Library edition hardcovers worth every penny. That's a lightning agree. Scalped. Jason Aaron's writing helped me get past the muddy art. Still a buy. Mouse Guard. Wonderful story. Can't wait to share it with my son. Death of Superman. Mega crap. Leaves for boats. Leaves for boats. And ducks. (laughs) (laughs) Mystery Society. Loved it. When am I getting the follow up? I wish I could butt rocket a a follow up to you right now. Uh, at Joe, did you see the Mystery Society one-shot? I think it came out in 2013 or 2014. I think that might be the last of the Mystery Society you ever get. If you didn't check that out, there's still something to be read there. But if you read it, um, try tweeting Steve Nile so he can break your heart personally like he did me. <laughs> Just suplex your heart. Uh, <laughs> I tried to keep this short and failed. Thanks for the hours of heartfelt entertainment. Jonesy should change his name, his Twitter handle to Jonesy Loves Mispronunciation. Just kidding, sort of. Actually, he's not kidding. Uh, P.S. Joe is married to a sexy lady named Rachel. Uh, Not sure if you'll read that, but I want to see my wife's face when she listens to it. Joe, being three married men with children, we will help you any way we can with your Rachel. And Rachel, maybe your guy deserves a little extra affection. Thanks to the pickle nifters tonight, if you could help him out. (laughs) Oh, man. Thanks for that letter, Joe. You yeah, rock. Yeah, you do rock. And uh, Rachel, Joe rocks. He's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is a letter from at Very Exciting, our listening lightning rounder, King. Spider-Gwen number two by Jason Latour and Robbie Rodriguez. Gwen Stacy Spider-Woman is having swine visions after her first run-in with the Vulture. Frank Castle is very controlling his punishment. Wilson Fisk is in jail, and Matt Murdock is his lawyer. I still like it, want to see where it's going, and I wish she didn't bleeping curse so much. My daughters won't believe those symbols mean grumble rumble forever. <laughs> Thanks, and very exciting. Thank you, sir. I did, uh, I did not pick that up this week. I... It seems like it just came out, but maybe it's been a month. Yeah, it does feel like it was just like a week ago almost. Maybe two yeah, weeks. Maybe it was a week ago. Uh, our next letter comes or is I liked, from... I ahead. liked Silk more, by the way. Wow. Oh, okay. Lightning Silk. Under an anchor. <laughs> this guy, he says to us, Hey guys, I was disappointed. My copy of the outfit didn't show up in time for me to read along with you, but man, what a book. Could this Parker series be Cook's best work? That made me want to toss out a name five challenge. If I wanted more delicious Darwin Cook art, what are the top five books I should pick up, Slim? 
He didn't say slim. Slim, uh, top five Darwin cookbooks. No, that was a top five to the group, Jones. You can't just trick a <laughs> a top five presented to the group. Uh, what's the Justice League? New Frontier, I think, is maybe his New most Frontier famous is, work. New Frontier and is going to be tough to top. I, I love Parker. Do that. We got to do that for Paper Keg. New I mean, Frontier was so good, I even like the animated film based on it. Yeah. New Frontier, The Spirit, I think he did for a little while. Spirit is so good. Anything that guy t- touches, it turns mm-hmm. to gold. Yeah, that's true. I think he did that Catwoman, but I never read that. Yeah, the only thing, only only two titles I could think of was uh, New Frontier and Catwoman, based on no internet searching. That's what I got. Oh, wow. So definitely check those out. Maybe the intern can help us out with that if he's listening in. I uh, actually have the wiki pulled up right now. I have, uh, you want me to continue reading the letter? Or you want? Oh, to? I apologize. That's okay. Please, Slim. Everybody relax, okay? Uh, the I've covers a, to New Frontier are mind-blowing. FYI. I've got a listener lightning round as well. Silver Surfer 9 and 10 by Slandot and Mike Allred. If you're not reading Silver Surfer, what are you doing with your life? One of the best books on the shelf. I also have to agree 100% with whoever suggested the Soul Man taking over writing That's duties me. on Daredevil. I'd like to see Javier Polito take over on art since he drew a snazzy Daredevil in the Jennifer Hulk series. <laughs> if the book went back to the grittier vibe, how great would Jean-Paul Leon be? Anyway, as always, thanks for a great show. Owen Dale, if you don't let them out soon, I think you'll find that Scotty and Charlie have cut Somni open like a tauntaun oh to shield themselves God. from the harsh cold of wolf spiders in your basement. At least throw a couple shawls down there, will you? You know. <laughs> Amazing. Dragon Fro, if you're out there, yeah, now's about time for you to compose that letter. Amazing. 20, paper Keg, uh, Summer of PK 2015, Summer of Sam. It all goes together. Summer of underscore, the psycho roaming the streets. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can know. have fun. We'll have fun in Dale's pool. Just don't go near that basement area. That's fine. It's, you know, unspoken off limits. What, what are down these steps, Uncle Dale? My son says, it's a filtration system. It's a filtration system. Don't go down there. Don't go down there. What a show. Damn, we have more letters? Psycho. That's psycho a hole, Dale. <laughs> yeah. We got one more. Yeah. On the, on the host with the most and the trolls so low. Lads, the podcast is firing on all cylinders. A fine-tuned machine akin to the stock cars in Days of Thunder or the finely meshed battle suit found in Edge of Tomorrow. You're not just on cruise control. You're risking the entire business with pitch-perfect timing, excellent subject material, and, of course, clever interplay among the triumvirate of podcast hosting excellence. Jonesy, as a host, I believe it was the Andrea True Connection that sang more, more, more. How did I like it? I liked it a lot. He runs a tight ship, Jonesy. I had a mental image of hull of a hull full of comics laden ne'er do wells running the podcast along the schedule, Jonesy keeping the pace as he pounded out a rhythmic cadence, stoking the fires with copies of Planet of the Apes meets Star Trek. <laughs> History is made with that podcast, and I heard it all live on tape. You'll see, you'll see. As always, stellar work, and I enjoyed hearing Scotty Young on the podcast too. Here's hoping he'll spread the righteous word and you'll have more creators on. But if you do, promise me this. Don't change. Finally, a request. Any chance of maybe doing a book club on Marvel Marvel's mm. series of titles? They were a shot in the arm. Fresh tales of a universe that may not be around much longer. Mm. Take care, mm-hmm. guys, and thanks for the edifying and entertaining weekly podcast. Your pal, Matt and Glenside. I that is it. At Gorilla Scribe on the Twitter. I wondered if he'll be scribing any primates with us at the meetup since he's so close. That's March a good question. At Coco's Bar. That is a very good question. Matt Moore, you're pretty darn close, all right? I mean, yeah, it would only. I'm not saying we're I just think saying Dale Matt would Moore. be insulted. Dale would be absolutely insulted if he didn't come. Yeah. Absolutely agree to that. Right, yeah, I have a new set of chains bolted <laughs> to my basement concrete wall. I mean, right, guys? Because I'm flipping psychotic, I, right, guys? You, know, you, you can tell that guy's a writer because risking the entire business had me chuckling for like 30 or 40 seconds after <laughs> you read it. That was amazing. He's so amazing. Uh, risking the entire business. Thanks for the email, Matt. Slim with the 
<laughs> the preemptive. Uh, he's just pickle nifted all over himself. Yeah, he, he is. Can't wait. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Next episode, Spider-Man Blue. Followed by, uh, we're gonna run the entire read the entire run of Baltimore for uh, 196. I just decided. Now that he's on that high horse, he's on that high host and horse right now. Everybody, (laughs) Matt Matt Moore did this to him. You know, if you enjoyed tonight's show, head over to iTunes if you use an iOS device like Jonesy, (laughs) and just give us a review. You know, tell your friends about Jonesy. Tell your friends. Tell the material design developers at Pocket Cast so we can get on their uh, trending charts. Yeah. I'd like to do that. We'll see everybody next time. think that a centuries-old leprechaun strapped on some iron boots and then constructed by magical will a wind column and then a <laughs> give me a, give a me another eight pages at least come on another eight pages on that iron boot. i'd give you a hug right now if i could jonesy <laughs> you know i think we just high-fived mentally <laughs> using some sort of Mignola universe, uh, spooky mm-hmm. ghost phone. Uh, uh, Mignola swords crossed physically, <laughs> right? <laughs> and metaphorically. And metaphorically, we paid Mignola good money to draw physical and metaphorical swords that we we would be crossing, right? Mm. I'm with you on that. Metaphysical wind column. <laughs> did you uh? Did you read Thor this week, Dale? I did not read Thor yet. Didn't even finish Spider-Verse. This point, yeah, did you finish Spider-Verse? Because I, I, I so jumped f- off. I'm so far behind on comics, honest to goodness. I'm going to be getting my uh, uh, meniscus done hopefully next week. So I'm going to load myself up with every Baltimore issue, I think. And I'm going to try to read some BPRD now that it's on the list. Mm-hmm. I'll, have to go, yes. I'll have to go over to, uh, to the comic book shop at Wilmington, Delaware and pick up some back issues. Yeah, I was about. To, I'm looking at our list. We haven't done a DC book in ten years since Sandman Volume Two. Oh, it was what he, two or three episodes ago. So we're doing New Frontier. Yeah, I'm thinking about New Frontier. New Frontier? Maybe, maybe we slot in New Frontier one ninety nine. Oh my you god! Know? I need the Absolute Edition. I got to order it today. <laughs> I gotta order that Absolute Edition. Today. So it can sit in your bin. Oh, sorry, Dale. Oh I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a low blow. Jones is right. in what? rare. Form the chosen one is in rare form right yeah. now. <laughs> really? Or what was the other one? Wizard Killer Ten or whatever the guy no, was. No, Death Wizard, something like Death that. Death Wizard, Spider Man, Death Blue. Wizard Zero One. Okay, so we want to do Spider Man Blue on Sunday on. when you come back from SXSW, and then when do we want to do? Do we want to do that on the second? Let's not. Let's not get into dates right now. All right, so live. Holy moly. Uh, live is, you're right this is better because 196 is a big book as well i think for people who want to want to read it so let's keep 196 where it's at Jones, he's talking in code right now nobody do we have to announce happening. those big books soon though do you want to do that oh boy yeah we did talk I'll about that i mean if right now i just adjusted the list right now episode 200 would be the big one i moved the other big one Okay, the smaller big one? uh, I don't know if that's a smaller big one. My boy's book. Okay, you move that. Okay, I did move that one. Smart move. That one might need extra time. so inside baseball right now. I mean, we could, I mean, in in theory, we could announce 200 right now. Let's do it. Because it's so huge. Okay. Oh, my God. We're ready. Good. Our bodies are ready. Or do we want to save this for like a post on Tumblr, or do we just want to blurt it out right now? Why can't we on do the show? Do we want to have at people asking at the meetup? Maybe we reveal it at the meetup for those folks who are there. 
Oh boy! I mean, Gorilla Scribe can since he'll be there. That's a great idea. Can. God, that's why you're the VP of merch, marketing, technology, you name it. <laughs> Always here for you guys. Oh, uh, God. One hour. You know, that could have been a great ender right there where Dale says, I'm always here for you. We could end right now. Let's do it. Let's not even drag it out. Pickle Nift. Pickle Nift. If you guys, if you anyone's watching right now, want to play Halo with Jonesy, the chosen one. Or not Halo, Titanfall. Titan Tall. <laughs> Titan Tall. <laughs> we'll see everybody in like three weeks. See ya. Love yous.